depending on where you are in the world, the snow is starting to fall, and snow is a great insulator for noise. So to listen to some of your really heavy, really loud music, consider doing it outside in a nice snowstorm. It honestly provides some of the best acoustics. We're going to bring that energy with us on today's episode of The Metalhead. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. It's the, uh, I am, I, I almost forgot to introduce myself. I am your one co-host, Michael Michelle. I'm Grace. I'm wearing a hat. Wearing a hat. I love that hat. When I saw that hat, I, and now that we have more of a visual media, for those of you that don't know, we are on YouTube now. Um, so you can actually see us and uh, follow us along. Um, yeah. And for those that aren't, it's a hat that says, women want me, fish fear me. Uh, which I thought was really funny in the peak of lockdown. So I ordered one of these hats myself and then sent like four or five of them to other people because I thought it'd be funny. Truly a different time. (laughs) (laughs) It's the joke that keeps on giving, honestly. If I had a hat like that, I would wear it all day, every day. Um, Yes. Yeah. I just just love Um, it. And at the moment, I am wearing it all day, every day because (laughs) my fringe at the moment is... um, Ooh. Yeah. It's not looking too good. It, it um... happens. It happens. It's... It looks. It looks okay. Like, but it doesn't look great. It looks the hat, okay. That is the hat's firmly staying on for the foreseeable. <laughs> I think we're gonna keep it on here, mm-hmm. and it will yeah. be fine. <laughs> Amazing. Well, in in happier news, uh, we always like to start off the podcast with what we're listening to. So, uh, Grace, what are you listening to lately? Oh, well, I mean, it's been more album of the year stuff. I've had my little book ticking off many, many, many um, artists and bands and albums discovering new stuff. I've been listening to a lot of Hellas as well. Hellas, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Swedish band. Been enjoying them. Um, I've been enjoying a little, little spingle of Dream Theater. Ooh. The Sparks album, Baroness. And a a reasonable chunk of King Gizzard, who it kind of looks like are going to be my most listened to artists this year, which I didn't really anticipate, oh, but they've nice. kind of just, they've crept up. Yeah, so. well, we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the episode with our, we're going to dive into some uh, conversations about Spotify Rap. Because um, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, this is the first year, I think in like four years that King Giz wasn't in my top five. Um, so, well, yeah, just... I don't know. Maybe I wasn't feeling them this year or as much, but um, yeah. I mean, I only um, really properly dived into them this year. You know, I was very, mm-hmm. I was very service level before, so I've been, I've been catching up with older records and stuff. So not just right. following the new ones. So that's probably why I, I, you know, because there's only a, a zero sum of listens with King Guys. You know, the more one person listens to it, the more somebody else has to stop listening to it. So it's just, mm, just how exactly. it works, right? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I I have been listening to a lot of Christmas music. Um, you know, once once December thirteenth, twelfth hits, um, I dive deep into Christmas music. Um, so I've got the roster of you know the uh, Dean Martin, um, the Bing Crosby's, uh, the Ella Fitzgerald, you know the classic stuff. But this year it's been it's been a lot of like more contemporary stuff like 
Last year, the Backstreet Boys put out a Christmas record. Um, and I've been listening to that quite a bit because uh, I grew up with the Backstreet Boys. So it's just nice. Um, I'm sure last year when we, we went to a record store, you picked up a, a Christmas vinyl. I can't think for the life of me what it was. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I mean, that, that tracks because usually around November and that's when we were hanging out. I pick up a handful of them. Um, yeah, I can't for the life of me remember which one it was, though. I want to say it was maybe like a Mannheim Steamroller. Hmm, maybe. maybe. I'll have to yeah. check the archives. Yeah. Um, I've also been listening to the new Dolly album, uh, the Rockstar record. Um, and it's pretty good. Oh. It's kind of like, um, like I grew up on the classic rock um, radio station because um, we had two of them that I would bounce back and forth, one from Toronto and one from the city that I grew up in. Um, and it, it feels like putting on that radio station uh except it's all done by dolly uh so it's like all the really classic rock songs like stairway to heaven and free bird and um don't let the sun go down on me um let it be it's like just tuning into that for about two hours or so so it's a good time mm, very cool it's a good time very very cool yeah but let's let's get into the the conversation that I'm, I think I'm most excited for, which is the Spotify wrap. Um, this morning I woke up and my phone let me know that the Spotify wrap is here. And I'm the kind of person that looks forward to it every year. I love seeing the stats. You know, I'm a stat guy. Um, and I love seeing like which artists I've been listening to more or less. Um, but I know that you have some thoughts about it. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing, right? I I just think it's flawed. Mhm. Uh, my my reasoning and this is this is this is widely known is that it cuts off at the end of October. So uh-huh. come November 1st, anything you listen to isn't going into your Spotify wrapped and it doesn't wrap round from the last year. It's it's January 1st to the end of October. Uh-huh. So I worked this out earlier. You're missing 16.6% of your year's worth of listening. It just goes up in smoke. You're losing yeah. all those numbers. Why? Yeah. Where have they gone? My, you know what I mean? I, I have a theory about this, if you'll indulge me. Because mm-hmm. my Spotify rap would look vastly, vastly different if it came out like January 1st or even like halfway through January um, for everything from last year. Because as I mentioned, once November 12th hits... It's nothing but Christmas music for me. So every year, all of my favorite genres would just be Christmas music. Um, you know, it'd be Michael Bublé. It would be, oh, yeah. um, uh, who else do I have? Carrie Underwood. And um, I recently picked up Gwen Stefani's. Um, and so it would be all these like really large Christmas records. Uh, Mariah Carey. You know, that's that would Mariah Carey easily would be my top artist. Um so there's a part of me that almost is okay with it missing November and December, even though we're, you know, we're only really counting 10 out of the 12 months. But I totally understand what you're saying. We're missing those numbers. Like, I would yeah, really like missing. to know. I would really like to know how much music I actually listen throughout the entire year rather than just those first 10 months. Yeah, uh, that's where... That's where Last FM comes in. And I should say as well, right, um, Apple Music have released Replay. So I'm, I don't use Spotify. 
I yeah. gave up Spotify. I think about two and a half, maybe maybe three and a half years ago now. Okay. Um, I've been purely purely on the Apple Music Drive, um, mm-hmm. which has been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't miss Spotify. I don't find there's anything missing on Apple Music ever. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm trying to find an album, it's it's there. But mostly I just use it so that my offline library can sync with my phone. Mm-hmm. Works with Android as well. So all of my CDs are inside Apple Music. They're inside Apple Music's cloud. They're available on my phone. I can go to my phone. They're there. I can stream them from Apple's cloud. CDs that I own, my own collection. Yeah. There it is. I can also download them to my phone. I don't have to do stuff with cables anymore. And it's it's... That's what I use it for. Right? Yeah. I don't tend to go into playlists and listen to playlists people have made or listen to Discover Weekly or whatever. I just want to listen to my music. And Mm -hmm. I I found even before I was darting between listening to stuff on Spotify and Apple Music because I've had iTunes since the mid-2000s, right? Yeah. So that music collection goes back way further than the Spotify one ever did. And I was an early adopter of Spotify back when it was completely free. Um, I actually remember a a silly little hack we used to have where um, they turned ads on in the UK. So you still got, you started having adverts and they started rolling out premium. But if you downloaded the Spotify installation file from the Australian Spotify site, again, this is like Mm. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, if you did that, it didn't have any adverts in it because they hadn't programmed it in. <laughs> Amazing. So that that worked for uh, yeah. that worked for a little while, um, mm-hmm. which was quite funny. But yeah, no, I I mean, I don't know. But Apple Apple's replay, Apple Music replay is mm-hmm. it has the same issues. It's missing loads of stuff. Yeah. Um, how do I know that? I know that because I use Last FM. Yeah. I've been using yeah. that longer than anything else to track my listens. I've been using it. 12 years, 13 years now, it has everything. It's fucking accurate as well. Um, mm-hmm. Because if I go to a friend's house and we listen to a vinyl on Universal Scrobbler, I'll add it that I've listened to it. Um, and I'll get those plays and the artist listens and that stuff. If I go on a road trip with someone else, they're scrolling to Last FM, I can go to uh, a third party platform for this, but I can put in their username select all the the songs I listened to while we were on that road trip, boom, they're in my collection of track listens. So it is, it's very accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I did consider at one point adding in set lists of live shows I've been to, but I kind of mm-hmm. ended up deciding against that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's incredibly accurate. And I compare that to Apple Music. It's like, well, Apple Music's missing stuff because I listen to my offline library loads. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, I'm, maybe I'm listening to a vinyl. Maybe I'm listening at a friend's house. Maybe I'm listening to. Um, I think you can scroll from the radio with some platforms as well. Um, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's just it's just missing stuff. Yeah. And I can I can look at that comparison directly, and I can see well I've listened to the stuff way more. Hmm. So it's like okay, well, Last FM did they do a wrap? Yeah, comes out in January, covers oh, the whole year. There you go, there you go. Yeah. Right? Beauty. <laughs> so you get all the numbers. You yeah. get all the information. It's all there. Um, and obviously you can run reports on your listenings you go throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like, you know, I sound like I'm selling it. It's a free platform. You can pay for premium, which I do. Yeah. It's like £3 a month. Um, yeah. But it's like, 
you don't need to it just has a couple of random bonus features but i was just like i want to pay for this because what is this? i don't want the service to go i want them to like <laughs> you know <laughs> like yeah. i want them to see that there's people that use this religiously um you know so much so that i even have um like an api call to my last defend that links to my cd collection so i can look at my own cd collection and see how many times i've listened to specific offline material it, it's it's a little bit i don't know i'm very tied into this this and yeah. seeing all the spotify raps come out and they're all just kind of like missing the information i don't know it's just like what if you release your album in december as oh, an yeah. artist right and then you get your spotify wrapped and it's like the first or even even november first right you're missing the first two months of your your data in, in those wrapped reports it's like well yeah. that's that's big you know there's uh -huh. people releasing albums in the last couple of weeks like Temic, like outside yeah um yeah. Uh, peter gabriel is putting out yeah. his album this friday um so yeah that's depending, pretty soon. yeah depending on when this episode goes live it's today um and the new moon safari record is dropping next week um oh. you know so and you you are selling me on the apple music only because i do still use my itunes fairly regularly for a lot of the promotional albums that i get because obviously yeah. it's not available on Spotify and I can't upload my my songs to Spotify. I think there might be a way, but yeah. I haven't figured I, it out. Yeah. But that's the thing, Apple Music costs the same. Yeah. I find the interface is like, it's not trying to sell you anything. It's not really trying to market you anything. Mm -hmm. You're, I feel a bit more in control of what I listen to rather than influenced by the program, by the software telling me what I want. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want that, then that's fine. You know, Spotify. Yeah. Um, you know, I also like that Apple has a higher, um, like, commission of revenue for artists. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can't remember. I think it might be twice as much as Spotify. I might. Oh, that's. I was gonna say that's not very sure, like, easy because Spotify gives like it's nothing. Penny. It, it's yeah, it's, nothing. It's minuscule. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think it's double Spotify, and then titles like a bit more than that, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But I've uh, this is going from my brain, not from notes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know, and and they're the reason. Like, other platforms started offering more stuff. Because mm -hmm. um, obviously, all the Dolby Atmos mixes and stuff are just included with Apple Music, whereas Spotify, I think they were trying to launch a premium tier or increase the price or something, right? To yeah. Yeah, because like and then this, they ended up caving because they were like, "Well, Tidal and Apple Music both did it for this." So it's like, oh, again. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. I mean, I'm a huge um, Spotify user. Um, my Spotify rap came back with astronomical numbers that I'm not surprised with at all. Um, but like my my biggest issue that I have for spotify is the compression of the tracks um mm. specifically on streaming like you can download on a little bit of a higher uh resolution but when you're streaming it that just i i don't know i'm I'm, I'm an audiophile right i like the highest resolution that i can get with uh with songs um so typically i'm playing the downloaded songs that i have rather than streaming but um that's my only criticism but if they're starting to stream in some like you know the adobe atmos high definition i will be very excited about that um yeah but then Apple yeah. really does it 
but yeah, apple already does it right it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's like, and that's the thing it's like the technology is here so why aren't they just well i already know why they're not doing it but like why yeah why yeah. why just make people wait for it you know um yeah and i should say as well for i only switched to an iphone earlier this year before mm-hmm. then um i had an android phone right up until yeah i'll say april i got this you know my old phone's like five years old it was like it was time um mm-hmm. but i had zero problems using apple music on an android phone right which i feel like is another thing i hear it's like oh i have an android it's not gonna work I'm like huh yeah oh, it's fine nothing wrong with it it's like listen to music it's the interface is pretty slick so yeah because I, I always figured <laughs> like uh, growing up like i i at first i listened to now this is going way back because i had like a windows 95 computer and then a windows 98 computer um but like i remember when my main listening device was or application was itunes uh or like the apple um listening music because the windows um windows media player wma was fine it was fine now again this is when we didn't have anything else this was like you either had windows media player or you could find and download the apple um and i regularly use the apple even though it was a windows computer so i always figured it's kind of the same you know even though android is running off of a different kind of interface yeah yeah yeah. it's still an application that you can just download to your phone right so yeah so that's that's kind of where i'm at and i feel like you know i do a lot of music listening i feel like i've refined this over like 15 years of finding out what works and what doesn't um Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, there's no doubt Spotify is an amazing product and, like, you know, revolutionized accessibility to music. Um, yeah. It'd be cool if they paid artists more and mm-hmm. changed their revenue model a bit. But, it, you know, it's like... Yeah, and maybe don't give it, platforms it, to active racists and bigots. Um, that's that's my biggest <laughs> yeah. gripe, you know? Like, I mean, yeah, there yeah, is yeah. that, yeah. High, high, high resolution of audio is one thing. Like, I can, I can give them a pass for that. But actively providing uh, platforms for racists and bigots, that, that's... <laughs> yeah that's another camp um, yeah some of the some of the podcast acquisition choices were uh-huh. definitely little, questionable over the a little years. questionable a little que- i've seen a lot yeah. of people leave more for that reason than i have i think for almost any other reason um, yeah yeah but um yeah i i mean uh, just this whole conversation has got me reminded of my first streaming application of music um which was a small um independent one that got shut down because of copyright reasons but that was groove shark way, way oh, back wow. in the day yeah. oh yeah i've used groove shark <laughs> oh yeah oh i oh, wow. i very like that was my first foray because up until that point it was either albums that i already owned or youtube like those were my two outlets yeah, for yeah, yeah. for listening to music and then when groove shark came around i it blew my my mind i'm like i could listen to anything on here or at least like anything i could think of because you know this was the first time i could hear like moon safari outside of youtube or like car mechanic um because like it was just so hard to find that kind of music now it's just on your fingertips but yeah i remember when groove shark first came out and i was so enthralled with it and then when they shut when they shut it down um, and then Spotify came out, I think, like a couple months later. I'm like, oh, it's just Groove Shark 2.0. It's a little bit of a different interface, but everything else is the same. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. the other one I used to use back in the day was called Plug DJ. 
like plug.dj okay, yeah, yeah. which is kind of like a an IRC chat room with like a mm-hmm. shared music listening thing oh, bolted onto fun. it so everyone could like you'd choose a song and it would get queued up and you'd like cycle through the songs oh, that's in like cool. a playlist so you kind of like build a playlist with your friends listen along as you mm-hmm. go and like discuss it in like a chat room that's um, really cool which was quite fun because it was it felt very dynamic as well because you mm-hmm. would depending on what chat room you joined maybe you joined like a metal one or a pop one mm-hmm. or a jazz one people would kind of play off each other and you'd, you'd kind of see like oh someone's playing some i don't know some amal amal it's like okay right let's let's do some more like swedish like death metal mm-hmm. and like let's let's plug in some opeth and let's 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 keep us like a sweden theme and you kind of dynamically and naturally sort of gravitated towards certain things depending on who was there and i used to really enjoy it but um I was going to say, it's cool out to Last FM though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could. I I wish I used Last FM a lot more. I have an account on there, but I just, I don't know. It never, it never quite sucked me in. And unfortunately, a lot of the new fancy features of Spotify keep me, keep my eyes more towards the Spotify. Um, like, I'm really obsessed right now with the blended playlists where you can bring in your friends yeah. to create their own. Um, I have a, a group chat with a bunch of my music um reviewer pals from youtube um and we like there's like seven of us now that are sharing a single playlist that just updates every day um it's bonkers and bananas because one of us will start listening to something completely off the wall like a bunch of songs from the jungle book um and then all of a sudden you're you know you're listening to haken you're listening to earthside you're listening to Sowen, and then all of a sudden king louis pops up and starts singing i want to oh, be yeah. like you you know, it's like, oh, okay, that sounds, <laughs> that checks out. Fantastic. Sounds great. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, really quick, uh, just to kind of tie, tie this all off with a little bit of a bow. Do you want to hear what my, because I always love sharing and my partner got her Spotify wrapped and I like climbed over the couch in order to see it. Um <laughs> Any, any, uh, have you seen what my Spotify wrapped five, top five were? Well, I know it's not King Gizzard, so it I'm, I'm welcome to, to hear. Yeah. Um, my first one doesn't surprise me at all. Um, uh, number one is still Kate Bush. It's been Kate Bush for the last three years. And at this point, I don't Incredible. see it changing. Um, number two was actually really interesting for me. It's a, a Newfoundland band called Buddy Was His Name and the Other Fellers. Um, if you're not familiar with this band, I highly recommend checking them out. They, oh man, I'm trying to think of like a cultural touchstone that people could use. Uh, Canada has a lot of these like very fun kind of jokey bands that once in a while put out like a, a completely straight and serious song and that will make, like bring them a lot of notoriety. Like Bare Naked Ladies, yeah, I think is... Yeah, yeah, Nickelback. Uh, <laughs> but I'm thinking of like like Bare Naked Ladies, right? Like they have songs like um, If I Had a Million Dollars and like the Cow Song and like all these really like stupid frat boy songs. But then out of nowhere, you'll have like um, a cover of Lovers in a Dangerous Time. Um, uh, Buddy What's His Name and the Other Fellers have songs like, and it's much more Newfoundland flavored, like The Shed, uh, My Quad. Um, Oges, Moges, Bloges. Um, but then you have songs like Sarah, 
and Saltwater Joys that just, it, I don't know, it hits you in the heart. Um, it's mm. very descriptive of the music from Newfoundland. Um, so that's that was my number two. And then number three to five are pretty, um, yeah, like, I, I'm not surprised. Like, Peter Gabriel, Lana Del Rey, and Bear Ghost are my last five, uh, last three, so. Oh, very cool. Yeah, well, not too I surprising. Can, uh, yeah, I mean, de- I mean, yeah, it's all very much on brand. Like, let's yeah. be real. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I can. Uh, I'll run through my top five so far. Sure. Last the fan is still. There's still more to go. But still I'm still more to go. King is it at the top, which is again, I'm kind of surprised at that, but yeah. there they are. There they number are. one. Uh, number two, we got Neil Morse. Yeah. Not the band, just the solo stuff. Just the solo but stuff. Yeah. Spending a lot of testimony one and two this year, so. Nice, nice, nice. Wait, so uh, is is like his solo stuff? Is that on like Last FM and whatnot? Because they're not on Spotify. The only ones from Spotify, I think, are his most recent ones, like Sola Gradia and Joseph Part One. Mm, I think those. Yeah, are like... no, that's I have physicals, so those physicals are written to my iTunes. Okay, okay, okay. And okay, then okay. iTunes is like like Last FM picks that up from whatever I'm playing on iTunes and sticks that on. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So yeah, I was just like, like whoa, whoa hold up. If Neil Morse is over on Last FM, screw Spotify. I'm going over <laughs> on Last FM. Right? Nah, you got to sign up for Waterfall. I already um, have, but they don't yeah. take my credit card anymore. So. Oh, no. I'm a little um, bitter. Anyway. Number three, we got Yes. Mm. So there you go. Yep. Num- number four, we got Dream Theater. You can probably guess why. Yeah. been spinning there. There's stuff a lot since uh, yep. the announcement. Um, the even before that to be fair and number five weirdly enough we've got Paramore which is kind of not not what I would expect but I I really like their new album yeah it's a banger I I kind of I I spun it a lot earlier in the year and I've kind Mm -hmm. of been sleeping on it the last few months so I think I need to I need to get back in there and just start just start spinning Paramore and just enjoying life so yeah that's where I'm at I'm interested to see if that changes between now and uh, the end of the year. Yeah, it would be interesting. If uh, anything else. I mean, Periphery is only 15 plays behind, you know. There you go. And uh, the new Moose Safari hasn't quite dropped yet. And I've had a, mm. I've had a sneak peek. And ooh, it is. It is. It is tasty. It is tasty. Um, Exciting. Yeah. You know what else is tasty? What is that also tasty? Uh, cake. But there's something else as well and that's the shaky knees festival it is yeah so moving on to our festival watch um, this is uh coming out uh pretty early in the year may 3rd to 5th at the central Mm -hmm. park atlanta um the pre-sales are on sale today or actually yesterday because this is most likely coming out on friday uh thursday november 30th uh for the pre-sale and um We've got some, got some pretty tasty set list here. Pretty tasty set list. Yeah, um, I could, uh, I could eat this up. I could eat this yeah. up. I'm seeing. We got the queens of the Stone Age. We got the Foo Fighters, yeah. Billy Idol, Dinosaur Junior, Nova Twins, yeah. Royal Bloods, The Offspring, mm-hmm. Arcade Fire, Noah Kane, Eve's Tumor, Metric All and Witches, Psychedelic yeah. Porn Crumpets. Pond, ah. Interpol. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Got we got the Canadian Air Arcade Fire on there. Um, 
yeah, we've got, um, oh man, just, yeah, all the big ones I think you covered. I think uh, Billy I Idol is there as well. Um, uh-huh. So, like, we've got some classic stuff, we've got some contemporary stuff, we've got some uh, uh, indie darlings. Like, I can't believe they got pigs, 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 pigs. Like, that's... <laughs> ah. Um, so, yeah, we've got we've got some really tasty stuff on this one. Uh, the Three Nights. Um, it looks like Saturday has a double headliner of Weezer and Queens of the Stone Age. Um, and I want to say Sunday as well. It's looking like Foo Fighters and Billy Idol. Um, so it's pretty tasty. I have to admit, it's pretty tasty. It is, yeah. It's pretty tasty. Not quite enough there, maybe, for me to you know, be that interested. But there's, 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 little, there's little guys in there that I'm like, yeah. Mm. I wouldn't. Mm. I wouldn't necessarily turn it up or uh, pass it up if I could like make it work. But I, much like you, like I think I would love to see Arcade Fire. I would love to see Foo Fighters. I would love to see Queens of the Stone Age and Interpol um, and Metric. All them witches, of course, and I've already mentioned pigs, 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 pigs. pigs. Um, even the psychedelic porn crumpets, I think I would be cool. But everything else, I'm like, eh, yeah, that's fine. But I'm not going to lose sleep if I don't miss them. So, yeah. I can see a lot of people loving this one, though. So, expect some big traction for that one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of and big, big traction. Big traction. We've out. got... We've got two two albums that are two album reviews. Getting some yeah. some they're getting traction. I don't know about big. Big is is uh you know it's, it's a relative term. It's, I think it's a relative term. Yeah, it's a relative term. term. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Big um, compared to, you know maybe Jeff down the road that's just released <laughs> the cover of Wonderwall. Uh -huh. Calls on uh -huh. his phone. I think they're yeah. bigger than that. I I, I probably um, uh, for both of these, I've been really looking forward to for different reasons, right? Like, um, let's let's dive in. Which one do we want to talk about first? I mean, I have more to say about Temek, I think, over let's, Earthside. Let's go into Temek then. Yeah, I've been addicted. Yeah, I, I, I. It's at least once a day, I think, for the last <laughs> like little bit. Temek's uh -huh. gone on. I've spun Temek, um, and there's a few reasons for that. For me, like when I originally got into Haken, yeah. I was really, yeah, it was the Affinity era. Um, and I was really excited by the synths and the amount of like clever synth and sound design that was inside that record that I hadn't really heard elsewhere. Granted, I, my, my ears weren't that well versed back in 2016. Um, yeah. so not what they are now um but i hadn't i hadn't really heard that before those kind of like almost dubstepy little flavors bits of you know mm -hmm. i'm hearing influences of bands like infected mushroom and like all of this stuff and i was like oh but then it's also got incredible guitars incredible vocals incredible drums and i'm just like oh wow this is the whole package this is mm -hmm. this band has everything i want from yeah. music and then i started to explore around it went to the earlier stuff the mountains different but amazing you know, Aquarius and Visions, different variety. And, you know, Vector, again, came out, loved it. Mm -hmm. Virus came out, 
and I didn't love it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, Fawn has come out, and I loved it. <laughs> um, to be clear, but yeah, I was kind of like, huh, oh, there's not that kind of synthy stuff's gone a bit from Virus. I was like, where's yeah. where's that gone? I was kind of missing that. Yeah. And then we we find out Diego is the, the part of the band. So there you go, right? And I've kind of just been waiting ever since to see mm-hmm. what uh what what he does next because I feel like he'd gotten to a point with Vector where the sounds the remaining from the synths were you know very polished very tasty very delicious and I, we've just been waiting for a while um, and you know I've known Temic was coming for a little bit um, you know a couple of years I know Diego's been working on stuff and hearing it come out you know be released I was like oh this is it this is the announcement it's happening first single loved it second single loved it listened to the record I was like damn I love it but obviously it's not just Diego it's mm-hmm. some other musicians that I fucking love as well Eric yeah. Gillette incredible guitarist um, you know I've seen him live a few times playing with the Neil Morse band uh, I saw him at Morse Fest this year mm-hmm. and uh, also playing in Mike Portnoy's Shattered Fortress Incredible, incredible chops. Man can just play for days, um, effortless, effortlessly, mm-hmm. and um, he does on this record as well. But I'd say he's almost slightly more restrained. You know, I feel like the compositions are constructed in a way that gives balance to the different musicians. You know, they all get their time to sort of come out, come to the front of the stage, and then go back to the little corner and do what they're doing. Um, so his playing style is, you know, kind of a bit different to what he's done on other stuff. You've got Samantha Sanders, you know, quite a well-known session musician. Um, I think, you know, he's been in a couple bands over the years, but yeah, mostly known for just being like a solid, incredibly solid metal session drummer. Um, putting down the beats, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's Falls to the Floor Disco, there's like weird time signatures, you know, one of the songs in like 15.8. And obviously... And the singer as well, you know, yeah. a man from Marathon, who uh, I know a lot of my friends like. I've never quite dived into that, but incredible pipes, you know, mm-hmm. blasting over the record, and it's it's just kind of again, it it brings me back to Affinity, where I was like, hmm, this is yeah. everything I want from a record. It's got tasty guitars, it's it's heavy, it's got synths. And those synths have time to breathe because again, I'm I'm a synth player, keyboard player, piano player first, mm-hmm, you know, before mm-hmm. anything else. So when I, when I hear an album that's like got really good synths and they're prominent and part of the sound, it's not just an added afterthought. I'm like, ooh, yes, okay, mm-hmm. and it gets me excited. Um, so yeah, I've I I mean I've been loving this record really um, a lot more than I thought I would. I feel like I had a mm-hmm. certain expectation, but I'm like. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is this is checking all the boxes in my brain. So you know, it's it's early days for for Temic, you know? mm-hmm. first album. Um, yeah, but it's it's an exciting group of people that oh, I should say uh, on bass as well as Jacob Umansky, who was from Intervals. Um, yeah. yeah, but he just did like he came in as a session player, I think, rather than like he's yeah. not in the band. Yeah. Um. So there's a couple of really cool like slap bass bits that I'm like, oh, hello. Ooh, we got um, some good stuff now. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. got little little flavors of everything I like um, from a record. So yeah, it's it's just I've just been listening to it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat. I was really looking forward to this. I really wanted to see what Diego was going to be doing after um, Haken, because uh, much like you, I I enjoyed I enjoyed Virus, um, but not nearly as much as Vector from Haken. And part of it was the lack of keyboards. And I know Diego wanted to do something different. I uh, you know the two bands were or. Haken and him, I feel like the two were starting to grow apart a little bit. And, you know, luckily they they recognized that. And instead of trying to force it, uh, they just amicably parted ways. Um, and I was always excited to see what Diego was going to do next after that. Um, and I knew, it, like, he was spending a lot of time also with the Devin Townsend project. Um, or I guess just Devin Townsend. Um, so, yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, he's had yeah, little cause... flavors on um, light work <clears throat> and the puzzle. I think he's. I think so. Yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah, um, and uh, touring uh, with the whole Empath Live stuff, um, which I could see like that was definitely where his heart lies, and I can see he brought that energy into Temek, and I've been having a ball with it. Like I've always said that I'm shocked that progressive rock and progressive metal haven't embraced more of that kind of dubstepy house sounds in mm -hmm. their compositions uh because dubstep really is at the root a very progressive mu style of music you know it's a build-up and a payoff in all of their styles you know you're waiting for the drop yeah. and then when the drop happens you ride that into the next build-up um and I am so glad to hear it here because outside of two or three bands, not a whole lot of like progressive metal bands have even really played with that flavor. Um, yeah, yeah. And know? I feel like before I even really, you know, I was, I've always been a fan of progressive rock, but before I, I really deep dove into the progressive metal genre in my, you know, early teens, I was spinning a lot of Dead Mouse, and I was mm -hmm. listening to Approaching Nirvana and Chasing Status and Cameron Crooked and infected mushroom and that was where my my brain was for maybe two or three years i think um before mm -hmm. i i started getting into opeth and gatewaying into down the rabbit hole mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so that's what i mean where i would you know I'd, I'd hit haken you know a few years after i'd sort of stopped listening to the udm stuff um yeah and i was like oh this is both worlds yeah um and yeah, Temic kind of feels like that as well. There's there's lots of moments where I'm just like, oh yeah, okay, here's mm -hmm. here's the is the influence because I know Diego's a you know huge fan of Infective Mushroom, um, yeah. so you know he comes from that place as well where he he kind of loves a bit of both. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's a nice it's it's, it's a good record. It is a good record. I I highly recommend it. Honestly, like uh, this is one of the in my mind one of the best progressive metal records this year, and we've had a lot of really really good progressive metal outfits this year. Um, yep. And I think this is you know a bunch of really talented musicians playing extremely well together. Um, and I love that this is kind of like their first footing, and I really can't wait to hear what they have next. Just because, much like you, I can't stop spinning this album. Like, there's maybe three albums right now that are in my metal roster. It's like this, Green Lung, and um, Earthside are like the three that I've been spinning pretty regularly. And I find now it's it's Temek that's kind of raising to the top. But, um, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, it's a little, little bit of a foreshadowing there. 
a little bit of mm. foreshadowing. So, um, how familiar are you with Earthside? Because I, I remember when they dropped their first album in 2015, and yeah. I, I loved. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really interesting. I didn't love it, um, but I thought it was really funky. And then I saw them open up for Leprous when Leprous was doing their Congregation tour. And, you know, it was like this really weird CD bar that I saw them in Toronto where, like, the stage was maybe three feet tall. Um, you know, <laughs> so it's like more of a raised platform than a stage. Um, but, um, yeah, Earthside was great live. They had a lot of fun and I thought they were really good. Um, and I was always, like, waiting for the next album. And I was like, oh, any day now, any, any, any day now we're going to get another Earthside album. And it took them like eight years to get this puppy out. Um, so yeah. I I came to this record with a little bit of apprehension because whenever a band takes this long to do a follow-up album, I'm always like, mm, I don't know. Is there kind of what's going on? Um, but I, I, I think I was pleasantly surprised. Um you know, I, I like that it's still very much Earthside, but it feels like they've grown vastly between the debut album and here. It's almost as if they had put out, say, two albums between the first album and this second album, just mm -hmm. in how much mm -hmm. it feels like the music's matured and how much the band has grown overall. Um, mm -hmm. So even though it's been eight years since the two albums, it feels like the eight years were not just spent sitting on their thumbs. It feels like they really did change and develop. Um, yeah. If, if I were to kind of point at any kind of criticisms I would have with this album, it was that I think there's too many features on this particular piece. Like every, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, every, I was gonna bring that up. Every track, except for my favorite track off of the album has one or more, features on it and it it's, just yeah it just it's kind of an incredible list but yeah equally i feel like a lot of the features are i don't want to say like they're non-people because they're obviously all musicians and you know i, I mean the album is yeah, that's not amazing but you're kind of like what are they i almost feel like it takes away from uh -huh. you know because you're, you're am i listening to our side like i i mean yeah it, that's what it says but it's like am i or am i listening to like a compilation album of yeah. like other people's work um yeah. people that you know you've not necessarily heard of i think most people would struggle to say they've heard of most of the features um i, I mean i only recognize two yeah I, personally um, i i will admit and i'm you know me, I'm huge into the progressive rock landscape and the musical landscape. I didn't recognize a single one, if I'm being honest. Oh, no. Well, there's definitely two you recognize. Is definitely. there? Is yeah. There? Uh, so on track 10, we've got Bar Kolstad of Leprous, the drummer for Leprous. Okay. So on that track. Okay. So, and then yeah. track nine has got Dan Tompkins from Tesseract doing some stuff. Okay. So those so, those yeah. are the two that I pick up. Um, I, guess, I guess because like, I, I know of these people, but I don't recognize their names, right? So, like, I could probably... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might know a lot yeah. more, but, like, I don't know their names, and I that's I know that's on me, but... 
Yeah, and it's a bit weird that they're all kind of like in the metadata, like listed when you look at the album on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. Yeah. Like every track's like, it's like kind of reading an essay, trying to read. You know, that's the kind of thing that goes in the linear notes. I feel even if you do have that many features, you don't necessarily put it. The only one that actually has it in the title is, at least on Spotify, is number four, featuring AJ Channer. Yeah, it's um, from a band called Fire from the Gods, uh, which, which I'm not I from. no, and it's it's odd because like it has a lot of like rap styling to it, and it's it's one of my least favorite tracks off the album. The only the only reason why I really like it is because it bleeds perfectly into watching the Earth sink, which is my favorite track mm-hmm. off of the album. Um, and if I were to at least recognize the things that I love about this record, is that it still has all the things that I love about earthside um it even though it does feel like too many cooks in the kitchen and almost a compilation album at that point it still feels very much like an earthside record and uh, a lot of that is just due to the cinematic landscapey scope that the music takes on um Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah so like i enjoyed it i thought it was a really good time um i think it's in my mind i think it's a stronger record than their debut album um but it is with you know it still has a few flaws you know there's a few rough edges on it um but i I think it's still a good time um i mean if i'm going to recommend the temek album i will obviously recommend this one as well um but i could also see some people being a little bit frustrated with this record yeah that's fair um i mean for me like i i've tried my best to listen Mm -hmm. to it um (laughs) I'm not saying it's bad because it's it, like that by no means. It's, it, there's so much going on, mm-hmm. but um, that's where I kind of struggled a little bit. But again, I honestly, I just need to listen to it more. That yeah. is genuinely it because there's so much going on. There's so much depth. You know, there's like mm-hmm. a live strings and brass band like in the background. Um, yeah, on the lesser evil, which I think is the track that's like still it stands out to me. Um, mm-hmm. There is so much going on and so much to digest, which honestly Mm -hmm. is kind of just a treat, really. Like it on paper, it looks intimidating, you know, with all Mm -hmm. the features and everything. Yeah. But you think of a band like Arion that has a similar, if not triple the number of features. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. it's still incredibly enjoyable records. Um, So, yeah, I'd I'd be very interested to see how they um, they bring this to life with that that many features because obviously there's something yeah. um, Aaron struggled with for a long time uh-huh. and even then when um, when he has taken stuff live in recent years it's like here's a big assortment of vocalists and it's like maybe a third of them or a quarter of them were the ones that are actually on the record yeah um, so yeah, yeah it'll at be least... interesting to see if any of these ever get played live with the, the musicians that they've, uh, they've worked with but yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely an incredible record, and I think if you're if you're looking for some meat and potatoes, right? If you don't want a surface level listen, mm-hmm. right? This is the kind of thing that you've got to you get your pack of biscuits, you turn off all the distractions, put down the needle, yeah, and you just sit there and you just you focus and you concentrate on this album, and there's there's a lot to <laughs> there to get there to. is a lot to it yeah um, um which yeah i love i think it's i think it's cool and i think i'm i'm gonna continue to keep digesting this and keep 
just trying to understand like all of the tracks because I think they all have their own identities as well because of all the features. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Sure. We'll see how you uh, digest it. Maybe in the next episode, we can do like a little bit of a follow up, seeing how you've uh, you enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see how we go. We'll see how you go. But I think I think that's going to do it for us this week on The Metalhead. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and spending a little bit of time with us talking about some metal music. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, we have an email, themetalheadpod at gmail.com. Um, and we have some socials as well. Most places you can find us at metalheadpod. Um, it's where we're on with Instagram and Twitter and all those other fun places. Um just the usual thank yous to go around uh we've got uh nicole marius uh who did the amazing graphic for us um grace who did the amazing uh music for us um and uh yeah you guys for tuning in and sharing this around uh you know we got some great numbers on youtube let's try to keep those going uh get those uh numbers going up and uh yeah, I guess in, uh, until the next time, uh, Grace, uh, how, how do you want to end this one? What, what do you got for our final send-off? Oh, yeah, when you put them in the, and it's, and then you, and it's inside of it, and then you wrap, it's, it's wrapped, um, but it's also a replay, um, it's like a wrapped replay, and you, you put them in it, and it's like a pit as well, and then you... <laughs> And it's the whole, but it's the whole year. It's every single one, and you get it in an interface, and you you pick that up. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> that might be the best one yet. <laughs> it's definitely the silliest. 